0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. The Real Estate Espresso Podcast is completely free. It's also free of advertising. But your job is to share an episode with someone you care about. It might be an episode that you think would be relevant to an investor you know. Maybe the episode addresses a conversation you are having with a family member. The content produced on this show is designed to be shared. On today's show, We're talking about the changes that are happening in residential real estate. What I'm about to share with you on today's show is a stratification of the market into three segments. What I'm sharing is not a scientific study. It's the result of observation. The observation has raised questions, and from that I'm raising a thesis that might explain what we are seeing in the market. We're seeing the for sale inventory grow in virtually every market we looked at, both in Canada and the U.S., and I'll give you a few examples. In Austin, Texas, one of the hottest markets in the country, the number of new active listings is growing faster than pending sales. Inventory has grown from a little under three weeks of inventory earlier this year to now 1.2 months. It's still within seller's market territory, but the trend is clear. Inventory is growing, and sales are happening slower than new properties are hitting the market. We're seeing the same thing in Charlotte, North Carolina. The current inventory there is 3.2 months. Sales in June 2022 dropped by 12% from the previous month. Salt Lake City, Utah has switched from a seller's market to a buyer's market in a matter of weeks. Inventory now sits at two months in new listings, arrow pacing sales by a wide margin. Denver has also switched from a seller's market to a buyer's market in a very short time period. There are a few markets that are still deep in seller's market territory, but the trajectory towards a balanced market, and potentially even a buyer's market, is well entrenched in virtually every market we looked at. But looking at market averages doesn't tell the story. We need to look deeper. As always, real estate is hyper It's also segment-specific. What I'm seeing from conversations with investors and developers is a stratification of the market. There are entry-level homes. These are the homes purchased by first-time buyers. The category of homes could be a condo in a dense urban environment, could be a townhouse, or semi-detached, perhaps even a small suburban bungalow. The next level up are the mid-range houses, having a two-car garage and usually four bedrooms. And above that are the luxury homes. What we're seeing is that sales remain brisk at the top of the market. Those who are sitting on a lot of cash are not fundamentally going to have their lifestyle affected by this economic cycle. They're probably paying all cash for the property, and they're not really affected by rising interest rates. At the bottom of the market, sales are also brisk. There are those who fear being priced out of the market. So they're buying whatever they can in order not to miss out on home ownership. We're seeing the greatest pause in the middle of the market. These are the people who would make a move to a more expensive property as a want, but not a need. It's purely aspirational. They don't need a bigger place. Their existing home is meeting their needs. Maybe they need an extra bedroom for a growing family or space for one more vehicle, but they can still make their existing property work. We've seen sales in this middle segment drop significantly in the past month. Home builders that I speak with are seeing dramatic reductions in traffic at their sales centers in June. June's usually a peak month for new home sales. One volume builder I spoke with is experiencing an 80% decline in traffic at their sales center. Deliveries won't be until well into the following year, but many buyers are taking a wait-and-see approach. New homes won't rate lock for permanent financing until they're within 30 days of closing, and buyers are simply not willing to take the interest rate risk that far out in time If they don't need to move, many buyers will need to see a period of interest rate stability before making a blind commitment that could create financial stress. Residential building, including multifamily construction, has been a major driver of economic activity. It accounted for 4.8% of GDP in the first quarter of 2022. But if new construction were to decline by even 20%, the impact on GDP could be as much as a 1% decline in national economic activity. If you've been following this show for a while, you'll know I've been saying for quite some time that we are currently in a period of economic contraction. I don't have access to the same numbers and economic models that the folks at the Federal Reserve do, but the signs are clearly pointing to economic contraction, and I stand by that assertion. Contractors who said they were too busy earlier in the year are now coming back looking for new work. It's a dramatic shift from only a few months ago. I am ultimately expecting to see a slowdown in all three strata of the housing market. But for now, slowdown seems to be concentrated in that middle segment. This data is merely what I'm seeing, and it's by no means comprehensive. I'd love to get your feedback from our listeners to see if you're seeing the same thing. If you've got a comment or an observation, send me an email. Send it to podcast at victorjm.com. I'd love to hear from you. Again, that's podcast at victorjm.com. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.